The VO Live is brought to you by Zencaster. No, really. It's recorded on Zencaster. So it's truly brought to you by Zencaster. This is the VO Life. Positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome to the VO Life Halftime Report. To the what? Yeah, it's the VO Life Halftime Report. Here it is, uh, July the 1st, uh, when I am recording this. And um, it's halftime. I've been in, it's half of the year, and I've been full time the first half of the year, and I want to give you the halftime report, if that makes sense. This will be very candid. It's going to be very transparent and very honest, and, uh, and I'll let you know where I'm at. Now, first off, let me say this. Um, I had decided to get this done and get it in because I had some work to do on Saturday morning to record. And this morning, um, I am, or this afternoon, uh, my stepdaughter's staying with us for a while and she decided to do her laundry, which is just not very far from the booth. So I'll have to turn the NS1 up and try to (laughs) drown out the hum of the washer and dryer and it'll probably do okay. But uh, if I'm not as clear and crystal as I usually am, you'll understand why. Um, and, and I'm going to cover a lot and I'm going to try to do it as quickly as I can. And I'm going to go month by month and talk about a few things that went on during the month um, and, and move through it as quickly as I can. Now, I know I put out some numbers some people saw uh, for the month saying that, you know, between Upwork and Direct Business uh, in June, that was 70% of what I brought in. And I had my worst fiver month since June of 21. Um, and that's, you know, just being transparent with you had a terrible month, but I probably brought that on myself because, uh, in the first week of the month, uh, I had gone through a course, uh, uh, on Fiverr and I made a lot of decisions to make a lot of changes and I didn't make them slowly. I made a lot of them at once. Um, I decided to take the beating, uh, because I had confidence that I knew I had won an agency job. I didn't think it well, I'd get paid for it in June, but I knew I had it coming. And I said, I can afford to suffer for a month if it pays off in the long run. And I'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of what I did and why I did it. So let's go back to January. There I was a nervous wreck stepping into this full-time in January. I did have a new direct client uh, who came to me from Florida Um, and I was doing, uh, narrations for them and they had a lot of learning courses, construction courses, and very, very busy ramping that up in January. So, uh, you know, they were 40% of my business the first month and my January target was probably a lot higher, uh, or a lot lower than it should have been. I wanted to make $2,000 my first month. And I know that's, that's not much. But I was brand new, green. I wasn't making much more than that part-time. Most months I didn't make that. So, you know, I had some good months. And I said, if I can make two grand the first month, I've got a, uh, I've got a stepping stone and I want to increase it every month. I want to see increase. I want to be able to look as I go across and the, the trend line is going up always. Now, now, sure, you might have a slow month. I get that. But the, the deal is I wanted to see less jobs paid for. And I go by paid for during the month. So if I book an agency job in June, which I did, I may not see that money till August. 
So that's when it will show up in my income. And that's what I show every month when people are looking at my mix of percentage. You're seeing what I actually put in the bank, not what I booked. It's what I deposited from every resource that I have. It's, it's, it's like a, a, you know, an accounting ledger and that's what it is. And that's truly what you made. Uh, I want I want to know what I made. It's not what I booked or, or what I hope I got or blah, blah, blah. I just want to know what I made. And that's what it is. So January, like I said, I hit, I hit the goal. I beat it by $19, but I was pretty happy with that. It was a start and that was what I needed. As I got into February, um, my, my direct guy fell off a lot. Uh, my direct went all the way down to like 14% from 44%, but I had my best Fiverr month ever. Now you see how this thing and, and this, what you're going to get from this is you can't predict any of this hardly at all. You just got to have all these eggs in the basket. And if one's shy, you got to hope another one's bigger. And that's why I say you got to be diverse. You got to have these streams. If you're going to rely on this. If this is part-time for you, you don't have to do that. It's up to you. You might want to do that, but here's the thing with being part-time. If you've got too many streams, it's hard to keep up with them. Now, some of them take care of themselves. I get that. The work just comes to you, but most of the others don't. The direct does not. You're marketing. You're trying to get it. Uh, Upwork does not. And I'm very picky on what I bid on on Upwork. I don't hardly bid on anything on there. And I've been fortunate at times to have good months on there. You know, I've had some really good months this year. Uh, but I'm handpicking what I bid on. I'm going to make good money close to rate or, or rate or better, or I'm not bidding on it. Um, then there's uh, Voices.com. And boy, is that a crapshoot because, you know, it'll be 30% of my income one month and 5% the next and then nothing the next. It's hit or miss. You don't know. You're, you know, are the right auditions coming in that I can win? So you're dealing with that. So let me kind of get back. You know, February I talked about uh, that fell off to fourteen percent, and then Fiverr was my best month at half of what I made. Uh, but it was a, it was a good increase. I had about a thousand dollar increase over the previous month. That's good. Uh, rolling into March, March also had another uh, close to a thousand dollar increase. What I did see that month was I picked up some consulting money. Uh, there were two or three people who wanted to just pick my brain for a half hour, and I do that. I charge, I think, I think it was 50 bucks for a half hour, so that was a little bit of extra income. Uh, some people wanted an hour, so uh, I was doing some of that kind of thing. And that helped raise the income up. Then came April, and I can't remember if April was that bad for everybody, I do remember we had a lot of personal things going on. I was not home to market. I wasn't home to audition as much. I was only getting my platform stuff done. And all of my business, 48% was Upwork and 52% was Fiverr. And I had another really good Fiverr month. Um, uh, but then, you know, as I say, I don't want to rely on that. So when I relied only on that, I still had a good month that month. Uh, I was down about $1,100 from March, but it still wasn't terrible. You know, it, it wasn't embarrassing to go, honey, this is all I made. This is all I can help with. You know, it wasn't that bad. All right. Then comes May and May was absolutely uh, my biggest month, but it's because of a job I did. <laughs> it's because of a job I did in, uh, February. I had booked a really good agency job in February and the check came in May. 
So if I break that down and look, the agency income for that month was 29%. So almost a third of what I made that month came off one job, six words. And it was on TV and radio up in Kentucky. So that tells you if you're getting paid for the usage like you're supposed to be, you can make a lot of money and you'll be paid well. And, and, and that's what the agent taking their cut. So that was wonderful. But the month overall was pretty good. I had another good month on Fiverr. It was 27%. I had another pretty good month on Upwork at 20%. Voices.com, I booked one job, which gave me a 3%. My direct was at 22 and agency at 29. It's a pretty good balance, actually. If you could balance like that every month and if Voices.com had a few more, you know, that would be wonderful. I went into June very apprehensive and worried because after having that kind of month, I was afraid of the March-April thing happening again. In April, I would crash again and I'd be in a mess. But June was excellent. Uh, Without any agency work, I was only off by $1,000 from May. I made $1,000 less in June, but I didn't have a big agency check come in. If you take that $1,000 off in May... June was just as good as May, and everybody was complaining that June was slow. So I actually had a pretty good month. Uh, Fiverr was my worst ever. Upwork was one of my best ever. Voices.com was 12%. I think I had two jobs booked, and it was probably around 500 bucks. And Direct was at 35%. What I notice is when my Direct stays between 35 and 40, and if everything else is pretty active, uh, I have really good months. And that's my hope. I want at least uh, 35 to 40% to be direct this first year. I would like that to increase to at least 50 to 60% the second year and stay there if not get better. But the key to all of this and what I want to say, you know, it's there were a lot of other things going on during all this. So in March, uh, late March, I spent uh, four or five days at VO Atlanta, and I still had a really good month. Um, but, you know, I was gone for several days. I couldn't audition on Voices. I carried a, you know, a, a travel rig with me, but the room I was in, the outside air units were running, I guess, that cooled the bottom floor, and it was just terrible. I mean, I couldn't audition. Um, Yeah, I could have went and sat in my car and done them on the phone and whatever, but I just didn't think that's a good thing to do. So I didn't, but I would not trade the experience and what came out of that. You know, it's led to some things. And I finally, that was back in March, I finally got an invitation to audition for one of the Pandora spots uh, from from those guys. So I, I haven't heard anything. It was just a week ago and I may not, but I was really pleased to get it. It was, you know, something right down my alley, Texas accent, blah, blah, blah. You know, I love that stuff. So I'm optimistic going into July. Uh, today was a good day. I was busy today. I had uh, several things today. For some reason, I looked in buyer request. I never do that. And there was one in there for a Richard Nixon impersonation. And I do one of those and it's not terrible. And he had five bucks in there, and I said I would do it for 35. It, it wasn't very many words, um, maybe 65 or something. And I thought, yeah, I'll do that for 35 bucks. I'm not doing it for five bucks. And I got it, which I thought was kind of neat because I enjoyed doing it. Um, and I had some other things drift in uh, today. It was a really busy day, and I picked up another Voices uh, job. I believe it was 300, and they accepted the audition as, as the job. I love it when they do that. Um, 
So I feel like July is off to a good start. I, I look for July to maybe be right in there around June. I don't look for another May. Um, with everything going on with the economy and inflation and everything that's going on, I mean, heck, it's it's almost inevitable that things might slow down uh, somewhat or a lot. It's hard to say. But then I'm also going to try to be hopeful that these changes that I have made will pay off uh, on the on the Fiverr platform. We'll see. We'll see. So let me talk a little bit about that. What have I done and why have I done it? I did not go crazy with my base price there. I did lower my word count and I did raise my base price. I got rid of a, a lot of gigs that really weren't getting anything but some impressions. They weren't getting hardly any clicks. And I decided I paused them for a little while. Then I asked my seller success coach, if I delete them, does it matter? And he said, no, I, I waited and I deleted them. I had already made all my changes and I knew my impressions would tank. I knew everything would go down. It always does when you do that, but I made a lot of changes, a lot of pricing changes, a lot of description changes, a lot of keyword changes and changed all the thumbnails. I still am running without video um, and I'm not seeing any impact from that. So about you know two weeks of impressions going way down um, and then I noticed today they're, they're not quite back to where they used to be, but it's pretty darn close. Um, and, and, but going from, I think I had 14 gigs, I took it down to five. And going from 14 to five is going to kill your impressions anyway, because you lose all those impressions that you had. They come off of that average for a week and it's already back to where it was. So that tells me those same gigs, the right gigs are still there because the impressions are already back. Um, thumbnails went to basics. Um, you know, they all look pretty close to the same except the character one and the demo one. And, uh, you know, the other three main ones, they look the same. And, and I think it's going to be fine. I'm just going to ride it out and let it go. Um, I'm going to stand my ground on those prices. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting any negative feedback. I, I had some a couple of pretty decent orders this week. We'll be right back with more of the B.O. Life. I think he went to the outhouse for a minute, but... He will be back. Now back to the VO Life with Troy Holden. Um, so the thing is, you got to get people to pay for usage. You got to make sure. And I asked them, you know, what are you going to do with this? Well, I'm not going to do anything with it. Well, then why are you having it made? You know, I don't get smart with them, but you don't order a Richard Nixon parody and not use it for something, right? I mean, you're going to use it for something. You're going to put it on YouTube or something. It's going somewhere. So at least give me 20 bucks or 25 bucks for, you know, usage. And, and then when it gets into the real usage, I'm dropping those prices in there. If you're going to do something regional, television, radio, streaming, whatever, it's going to cost you. You know, if it's if it's going to go national, it's sure going to cost you, and you're not getting anything from me in perpetuity. You're just not. Don't don't even use that word right now, um, because that's crazy. Why would I give you that? You can do anything you want with that spot and my voice for the rest of my life, or the rest of its life, or your life, or its life, or whatever. That's crazy. Um, I'm trying to structure things where in a year you you need to come back and renew if you're still using it. And will it work? I don't know. Can I track them down? I don't know. Probably not. But I want to do what's right, and I believe that's what's right. Um, 
I, I'm, I guess I'm somewhere in that middle of the road between, you know, I don't hate Fiverr. I, I hate $5 jobs, but I make some money off there. I have to pay my bills. That's between me and me. That's not between me and anybody else out there. It's between me and me. I'm not going to butcher up the pricing system. I'm going to make sure I do everything I can to get as much as I'm supposed to get, and I'm trying to follow GVAA or whatever rate guides. I'm not always perfect with it. Uh, I'm going to give a little here and there. If it's a repeat customer, I might work something out with them on parts of it, but I'm not giving it away. I'm just not giving it away. I'm done. I would rather work half as much and make more. And, and that's the goal, right? You want to be able to spend two hours a day recording, maybe two to three hours working on marketing, responding to things, invoicing, and you're done. You know, and I know that's a life of luxury, but you know what? That's why I got into this. I wanted to eventually get to that point if it took me another year to where I can do that. And uh, I'm already trying to scale down to no more than six hours a day. That's enough. You know, at what I'm making per month, that's, that's very little per hour in some ways. I get that. But I enjoy what I do. I'm getting better at what I do. And I'm seeing the price come up per job. I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm able to go to somebody and say, I want this much per word. You know, if you're doing narrations, it's, it's this much per word. You know, it's four cents or it's 10 cents or depending on what it's used for. Um, I've also booked in the last month two new YouTube clients. They said, what the crap are you doing that for? $5 a script? No, no. One of them pays $200 a script, 200 per episode. They only buy three or four a month, but that's 800 bucks. And that's 30 minutes of work for one episode, you know, about 30 minutes to record it and edit it and send it off. They always come back with a revision or two, but they're not bad. It's usually some word that they have found a pronunciation of that didn't match the one I found. They have some complicated words in there. And uh, every, I may have to fix one or two words in each one, and I gladly do that. Send me the time mark where it's at and how you want it said, and they do. They send me a audible or an audio file, sorry, of how they want it spoken, and I change it to that form. I always record their stuff the same exact way with the same exact stack as I do most all everybody I have. So it's very easy to punch that in. Um, I have another one that came to me for $75, but it's only 800 words. Um, and a lot of people are rolling their eyes going, is giving away. Giving, no, 800 words does not take very long and it's $75. I pay my bills. You know, that's the bottom line. I pay my bills. I have to. Will I drop this this type of client later? Sure, I will. Sure. Actually, probably both of them. But for now, it's a stepping stone to building block. And it's going out there in YouTube somewhere. Who cares? Who cares? You know? Um, and then there's the one that has the huge amount of subscribers that unfortunately does not pay anywhere near that but I've been with them forever. And, uh, and eventually that, that will be the first one to go. Uh, I guarantee it, no doubt. <laughs> but we do what we gotta do at times and we learn and doing those, those reads has really helped me learn to read. Um, so if I had to recap the six months, did I make the right decision? I can give you an A and a B to that. 
I can tell you this, I have no plan B, so this has to work. But what I would tell you is, had I not been in a job I was miserable at and burnt out at, I probably would have waited at probably another year because there was more things I wanted to do and take care of, not just with my VO business, but also here at my house. Um, we were going to do some remodeling. We were going to do um, a couple of other things out here, some fencing, because our you know fence between us and our neighbor is pretty bad, and, and uh, the neighbor offered to pay half, and then he got sick, and, and we were thinking, we're going to have to do this. Had I stayed where I was, I would have got all that done this year. I wouldn't have got as much focus. I'd have, well, probably about as much focus as I had on VO in the past. I would have kept coaching more, reinvesting. I could have taken most everything going into my VO and reinvest it into VO. Uh, what I'm trying to do now is set targets each month to say I need to set back $250 this month. I'm going to set back $500 that month. And then I decided to put a percentage on it. And uh, what I did was decide to put 10% on that. 10% gets put back for coaching, um, a demo, whatever. So because of that, I had money in June to get a radio imaging demo and also buy, uh, I'll buy two hours of coaching with someone that I respect in that part of the genre. And it is not only coaching in that type of genre, but it's also marketing coaching of how he marketed himself how he uh, got to where he is the hard way. And by taking his hard way, it might make mine a little easier, I hope. Um, and still have not slowed down on the automotive. I've still got sessions to do on that and uh, to, to, to figure out is that viable for me. I'm trying to find one other viable niche. I love commercial stuff and the character stuff I do. Yeah, I pick up the occasional phone system. I get the occasional e-learning or corporate thing. But most of what I'm doing is commercial and character uh, game animation type stuff. Um, so I, I think I could apply what I know how to do to the, the commercial or to the uh, promotional uh, radio imaging type things if I'm taught properly. And I know it'll take time. It'll, it may be another year before I'm even ready to start marketing for that. And I get that. I just want, I want to be working towards something else to go with what I got. Just like we work toward different funnels to put uh, money into the monthly jar. I want to work on different niches that fit me, that are good for me and, and make sense for me and not be chasing things that I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get your Midwestern neutral accent uh, e-learning. Not going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of, of commercial stuff I won't get because of I don't ha I, I don't neutral down enough. I can a little, but just not quite enough. Uh, well, why don't you invest in a dialect coach? I might. I might do that later. But the focus right now is take what you got, what you're best at, your best voice, your best read, your best approach, your best marketing, and apply that first and get what you can get and get a steady thing going, then start to look to expand. So that's the way I'm going to do it, right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, that's your that's your halftime report here at ESPN. No, just kidding. Um, it is your halftime report. That's about all I got today. And I'm not even watching the DAW to see how long this is gone. Let me switch over. Oh, my. Yeah, it's about right. A little over 20 minutes. That's good.
Hey, I hope everyone's having a wonderful summer. Uh, uh, you'll probably get this maybe after the 4th of July, and I hope your holiday was great. Everyone was safe. I got stung by a wasp on the freaking ankle this afternoon, putting the trash out. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't swell up tonight and give me trouble. But, uh, you know, just keep it in the middle of the road. Be safe. Do the right things. Treat your business like a business. Focus on what you know. Take your best traits Take your best abilities and build on that first and then let the industry take you to a niche. Quit worrying about it. You'll find it. I haven't totally found mine. Now, I know the character thing and the character reads and the animation stuff and, and, and my commercial stuff. I, I, it's up my alley. I get that. But there's more, I think, and we have to be very versatile, but we have to let the industry kind of show us. And you have to dip your toe in the water and test some things. When I got that imaging demo back and listened to it and other people listened to it, I had a couple people say there's no, that, could, that would definitely could be on the – I can hear that going down the road. I can hear that country station and that promo going down. The, I liked it. you know. And these are VO people and people that normally be highly critical of me. One got a big kick out of, you know, Big D and Bubba, and it was Beaver, you know. And, yeah, but that's a true station. It's right up the road in Glasgow, Kentucky, and those guys are actually syndicated and on that station. Um, but, you know, don't ever give up on yourself. Don't ever stop trying. Don't ever stop believing. Now, if enough people have told you, I'm not really sure if this is for you, then you might want to listen. Heck, that's happened to me, you know, and not not in this so far. I have had a couple of people say, I just don't know how you're ever going to make it with that accent. And, you know, there is a market for that accent and there is a market for the type of other things that I'm able to do. And that's why if I take what I have, my good old natural voice, and apply it in the right places, I may could make a, a decent living. Am I making a good enough living right now? Am I happy with it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I never expected to make six figures my first year full time. My goal, and I'll be honest with you guys, my goal this first year, and I set it a little higher than I probably should have, was $50,000. And you go, man, that's just nothing. You left a job making over a hundred grand. Yeah. But my goal in the second year is a hundred thousand. And I believe in it. I believe I can do it. Now, unless the economy and the inflation and everything else ruins everything, which it could, but I believe in myself to be able to do it. So that's what you got to do. You got to believe, you got to have confidence and you got to have training. For God's sakes, get the training, get everything set up, get your room, get your training, treat your space, take your time. This takes a while. I'm not only celebrating one full year or a half a year, I'm sorry. I'm celebrating a half year, six months full time. I'm also celebrating how long I've been in VO period. Two years. That's it. So I'm definitely not an expert. I love to be able to encourage you and tell you what I've gone through and share with you what I'm doing to say that you can do it too. I did it pretty quickly in some ways. There's other people that are, they're making more money than me in two years. I get that. Um, but they probably have a nice neutral accent and they're getting all that good work. And that's great and that's fine. I want the stuff that I can get. What I want to encourage you is it, it, it takes time. And I had to start up quicker than I wanted to. So I'm having to work harder than I really want to for the return this first year. And that's okay. I'm behind on my marketing. I know that. I just ordered a bunch of leads. Um, 
the other day. I'm supposed to get them through email tomorrow, and then I'll start on that. Uh, I'm reaching out to more agents. I did that a few weeks ago and got another agent. Uh, I'll go to about six at a time and I'll work them for a couple weeks. And, you know, I don't hound them. I don't, you know, I just put them out there. It's on my desk. Here's the six I reach out to. If I don't hear anything in two weeks, I might send something back. I might not. I'll go back and look what, what it said on their site. Did it say if they didn't reach out within so many days, you know, they would put you in the file and blah, blah, blah. In other words, we're not interested. And so I wait. And that's what I'll do. I'll do that again. I'll pick a few more. I look at where other people are getting signed. They post it. They post who it is. And I'm sorry, I'm not stealing that to come in and be competition to you. I'm, I'm going to look and, well, they're signing new people apparently. And what I will do is ask them, do they have anyone on their roster with a solid, true, genuine Southern accent? And a lot of times they say, no, we don't, but that would be a pretty neat thing to have. You know, I may not book a job there for ages. When I went to the talent group in Pennsylvania, I didn't think I'd book anything there, and I've booked two jobs there. You know, I'm not booking two a month, but that's that's two jobs I didn't have, and it was they were both really good money for one freaking sentence both times. Um, and, and they send me decent auditions, things that I that make sense for my voice and my read. Not always just for Southern, but maybe the the age. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's geared towards somebody my age or it's geared toward some profession that makes sense. Uh, a truck stop, uh, you know, uh, a diesel school, um, some kind of agricultural product. So they're, they're smart in what they send me because they're giving their client an option. Well, here's a good old boy reading it. What do you think of this? You know, and who knows? They might like it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm robbing. If you're posting where you're signing I may be reaching out to that agency and we'll be agency buddies. That's okay. You know, that's what we do. I would rather do it that way than to scout agencies that I know nothing about. If, if somebody I know is signed with someone, well, they're probably reputable. They're probably pretty good. And then maybe one day it's one of the big, big ones. Who knows? Maybe never. That's okay. I know what. I know what, though. I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it. All right. Time to say, see, you can tell I'm from the South. We It takes us 10 minutes to say bye. See you later. Uh, y'all come back now and all that stuff. We It takes us forever to get from the porch to the car. And that's what, that's what you and I are doing right now. We're getting from the porch to the car. I'm at the door. I'm opening the car door and, and I'm going to get in. Everybody have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in about two weeks. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.